0: Hey gang, it's John once again, but this time I'm all alone on this particular one. Yeah, the days of Kyle are, are not far behind us, but today I'm just on my own today. He's off doing his own thing with adventures and so on, so looks like we're going retro-y with me behind the wheel, as it always is. I don't know. Yeah, so here we are. How's things? How's life? Uh, how's Mother's Day? Things going good? Mom, okay? If you have mom around or you have mom to see or whatever, I don't know. This is a weird subject to broach, but, um, hope your mom's doing okay. Yeah. Um, oh shit. News with me. Uh, well, my mom's doing okay. Uh, father too. Um, saw this kick ass show. Uh, if you, or in the Boise area, please go check it out. Uh, it's down at Ming Studios. Very lovely. Much ado about nothing. Some Shakespeare stuff. It's pretty kick-ass. Uh, very uh, bare bones uh, from the, you know, just a very small set. Don't need too much crazy things. And it's uh, and it's for five bucks. Five bucks to kill about two hours of time. And well, you just can't get that anywhere. You just, you just simply can't. And it's just, it's just real impressive. Um, yeah, new artists and things, um, yeah, um, let's see, what else, before we get to the business end of this podcast that everybody's listening to, um, if you write a review of, uh, the John Cass podcast and, uh, and or the, uh, oh, the John Cass podcast and or this particular podcast that you're listening to, The Gospel According to Stupid, if we get to 10, 10 reviews on iTunes, Uh, I'm going to give you an extra episode, uh, during the week. Um, and it's, I mean, it's easy for you guys. All you got to do is just throw a couple of stars up there and that's all I ask. It's dumb and easy, especially if you're using an iPhone or something like that. Just hop in the middle there, put reviews and go write a review, five stars, done. That's, that's it. That's all you got to do. Um, I mean, if you write a little review, hey, great. Even, even more power to you, but I could appreciate Uh, some reviews, cause, uh, you know, I'd like this to be seen. I'd like this to be, to be heard. Not that this isn't being seen, cause apparently you folks in, uh, um, fucking San Francisco are very much enjoying this, and then some folks all across the globe are listening to this. At least somebody is out there listening away, which is kinda cool. Um, and I hope that continues. That'd be pretty rad. Um... Yeah. All right. I think that's about it with new with me. Um, let's go into the Bible. Let's see what Leviticus says about things. Yeah, let's let's see what terrible, terrible, awful things uh, Leviticus can say um, to the world. All right. So where we left off... Um, There was some stuff about some birds and uh, bathing blood of birds and other birds and uh, more leprosy, apparently, Um, which is which is very sad. Um, But now we're moving on to 16, which hopefully there's some some interesting new things in there. Right. All right. Uh, Chapter 16. And the Lord spake unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they offered before the Lord and died. Yeah, that whole incense debacle was kind of a mess. Um, You know, you try to do good, and and God just beat you over the head with something. It's just, uh, it's it's real sad. Uh, And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, uh, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil vile before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not. For I will appear in a cloud upon the mercy seat. Um, Okay, Aaron, come see God. Uh, thus Aaron shall come into the holy place with a young bullock for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Okay. He shall put on the holy linen coat, and he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh, and he shall be girded in a linen girdle, and, uh, with the linen meter shall he be attired. These are holy garments, uh, therefore shall he wash his flesh in water, and so put them on. Uh, And he shall take the congregation of the children of Israel, two kids of the goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall offer his bullock uh, of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make an atonement for himself and for his house. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle congregation. Okay, great. Gonna make some sin offerings, motherfucker. Uh, And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord, door of the tabernacle, and the... And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for the scapegoat. Ew. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Aaron shall bring the goat upon which is the Lord's lot fell, and offer him for a sin offering. So uh, one goat gets a really shitty end of a deal. Uh, but the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him, and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Ah, we're setting one completely, completely free. Okay, uh, is this the first using of the word scapegoat in in literary knowledge and what have you? Because that's pretty cool, I guess, letting things go free, but in these days, na- days and ages, uh, it seems very much that the scapegoat is like, we're using that guy to be a blamer, you know. Which I guess kind of works, but like, Eh. You know whatever. Um and Aaron shall bring the goat upon the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. Oh, wilderness, sorry. I I jump back. Uh and Aaron shall bring the bullock for the sin offering, which is for himself and shall make an atonement for himself and for his house and shall kill the bullock uh for the sin of the sin offering, which is for himself. And he shall take a censure full of burning coals of fire "...from off the altar before the Lord, and his hands full of sweet incense, beaten small, and bring it within the vial." So you have to be sweet incense, not some random fucking incense that his two sons messed up with. "...and he shall put the incense upon the fire before the Lord, and the cloud of the incense uh, may cover the mercy seat that is upon the testimony that he die not." Okay. "...and he shall take the blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward." And before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle of the blood with his finger seven times. Uh, Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering, that is for the people, and bring his uh, his blood into the vial, and do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. Oh, upon the mercy seat and before it. Uh, And he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanliness of the children of Israel, because apparently leprosy is just running rampant. And because of their transgressions and all their sins, and, shall, and so shall he do for the tabernacle of congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanliness. We're going to clean the whole congregation. Uh, and there shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation uh, when he goeth in to make an atonement in the holy place until he come out and have made an atonement for himself and for his household and for all the congregation of Israel. Okay, everybody stay inside. Uh, and he shall go out unto the altar that is before the Lord and make an atonement for it, and shall take of the blood of the bullock and of the blood of the goat and put it in the horns of the altar round about. He shall sprinkle the blood upon it with his finger even times and cleanse it and hallow it and uncleanliness of the children of Israel. Uh, and when he made an end of the reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, he shall bring the live goat, uh, and Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all the transgressions and their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat, and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. All right, so you're going to kill some things, put some blood all over the place, and then you're going to let one goat uh, be like a sin eater, basically. Now you're going to confess your sins to a goat and send it out into the world, and it'll be great. Uh, and the goat shall bear upon him all the iniquities, iniquities Unto a land not inhabited, and he shall let go of the goat in the wilderness. But what if the goat comes back? That's my question, because I'm assuming this goat is no nothing but just going like, Hey, I got fed over there, motherfucker. Though I guess, you know, you couldn't really tell one goat from another, so if he kind of just made a roundabout thing, being like, I found a goat, and then everything works out really well. Uh, And he shall wash his flesh with water in the holy place and put on his garments and come forth and offer the burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people and make an atonement for himself and for the people. And the fat of the sin offering shall be burnt upon the altar and he that let go of the goat and the scapegoat shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water and afterward come into the camp. And the bullock for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering... Uh, whose blood was brought to make an atonement for the holy place, shall one carry forth without the camp, and they shall burn in the fire their skins and their flesh and their dung. A lot of burning and a lot of blood in this Bible. Uh, and he that burneth them shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp. And this shall be a statute for ever unto you, that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, Ye shall afflict your souls and do no work at all, uh, whether it be of your own country or a stranger that sojourneth among you. So, that is in the seventh month. So on July 10th, uh, no work. And on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you, that ye may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. It shall be a Sabbath of rest unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls by a statute forever. And the the priest, whom he shall anoint, and whom he shall consecrate to minister in the priest's office, in his father's stead, uh, shall make the atonements, and shall put uh, on the linen clothes, even the holy garments... And he shall make an atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make an atonement for the tabernacle of the congregation, and for the altar, and he shall make an atonement for the priests, and for all the people of the congregation. And this shall be an everlasting statute upon you, uh, to make an atonement for the children of Israel, for all the sins, once a year. And he did as the Lord commanded Moses. All right, so we do this one big ceremony once a year on uh, July 10th, which is coming up pretty soon, eventually. Uh, And, uh, yeah. That works out well, right? And we, and we spare a goat that might be smart enough to, to come on back to the herd, you know? Uh, that, that works out really well for everybody, I think. I think that's a good time. Uh, and, uh, you know, Aaron's kind of still getting the free meal of the deal, but he's, it's, uh, very sad. But, you know, you do what you do in the Bible, I guess. Um... Okay, uh we move on to chapter seventeen. That's super cool, right? We're moving on through guys we're we're like what three, four books in, and we're i like we have ten more chapters of this after seventeen, um which apparently numbers is not much better. um but Leviticus is apparently the one that's uh that's uh pretty bad so um so yeah. Anyway, chapter seventeen, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, and unto all the children of Israel, and say unto them, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, saying, What man soever there be of the house of Israel that killeth an ox, or a lamb or goat in the camp, or that killeth it out of the camp, and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, to offer an offering unto the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord, blood shall be imputed unto that man, he hath shed blood and that man shall be cut off from among his people. Woo! Okay, let's unpack that. So you kill an ox, a lamb, a goat, one way or the other, which is pretty much the only things you can either you can eat. You got to still go to the tabernacle with that thing, offer it, and hope to god that you get a meal out of this. That's that's a shitty rule, right? I guess it forces you to be like, I sacrifice a lamb, goat, ox, etc. But uh, it's still kind of a shitty roundabout rule to do things. But, you know, okay. Fine. Fine. Not like I have anything better to do in this ancient time. Uh, To the the end, that the children of Israel may bring their sacrifices, which they offer in the open field, even that they may bring them unto the Lord, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, unto the priest, and offer them for peace offerings unto the Lord. So are people eating. Is it just like like a section or something? Like, I'm really confused on that. I kill a goat that I can't kill, but if the only goats I do kill have to be sacrificed unto the Lord, what's the point of having these fucking things? Beyond, like, milk or wool, I guess. That's still a shitty deal, isn't it? Uh, And the priest shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar of the Lord and at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and burn the fat for the sweet savor unto the Lord. Okay, so he's just taking the blood and the fat. Okay, so you still get to keep the meat. Uh, And they shall no more offer their sacrifices unto devils, after whom they they have gone a whoring. Okay, this shall be a statute forever to them who, throughout their generations... Okay, And thou shalt say unto them, whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel, or of the strangers that which sojourn among you, uh, that offereth a burnt offering or sacrifice, and bringeth it not into the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, to offer it unto the Lord, even that man shall be cut off from among the people. You don't do it, bam, we're going to cut you off. You don't sacrifice, but you still show up, we're going to remove you. And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you that eateth any manner of blood I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood and I will cut him off from among his people. Why what's what is this what's the point of this 17:10 Why is this so was such a big deal with the bloody stuff Now it might be a cleanliness issue I suppose like you got to cook your food and shit you don't want to eat just fat. You don't want to eat skin, I guess. But, like, blood, I guess. Some of us like our, our meat rare or medium rare. And uh, I, I like my steaks bloody. I like it straight off the cow. It's it's just my way. Um, But apparently you have any blood, God's going to not make you help you find your people, I guess. Provided you are among the Israelites or whatever. Uh, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Therefore, I said unto the children of Israel, no soul shalt thou uh, of you shall eat blood, neither uh, shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. I just don't get it. Beyond like a cook your fucking meal thing. And uh, whatsoever man there be of the children of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you, Which if hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust. Fuck you. This isn't shake and bake. I mean, drain the blood, yeah, but cover it in dust? What the fuck are you trying to do for me? Uh, For it is the life of all flesh, the blood that is for the life thereof. Therefore, I said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh, for the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. Uh, okay, uh, whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. This is dumb. No wonder there wasn't a whole lot of outsiders in this whole Israelite thing, being like, I'm going to eat a fucking duck, and I'm just going to just eat it straight off the damn thing. And every soul that eateth uh, that which died of itself, or which was torn with beasts, whether it be one of your own country, a stranger, he shall be wash his clothes and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the even, then shall he be clean. But if he wash them not, nor bathe his flesh, then he shall bear his iniquity. Fair enough. Uh, that was a pretty short chapter, right? Like, the first one was kind of long, but the second one was kind of okay, I think. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll just keep this as a short chapter, you know? Rev back into things, because I was doing pretty short chapters anyway. Um, But, uh, yeah. Anywho, I- I'm going to call it good. Yeah, guys, real short chapter. Uh, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, just go ahead and send me an email at AccordingToStupid at gmail.com. You can find me on the Twitter space at AccordToStupid. Please feel free to send me an email. I'd love to have, like, an email conversation with some folks and maybe even feature you guys on the on the email. I swear to you, it's about 100% chance you guys are going to get on this. And I know it's a lot of fucking effort and no, nah, 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 but, you know, you might be able to speak even louder... By just putting a review on the iTunes, you know, on the uh, Apple Podcasts app, you know, all that, it'd be really rad. It really would be. It'd be super cool. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Till next week. You've been gospelitized by the stupid. Um. I'm John Waters. Toodle. Ooh.